Hi, this is Natalie. I'm so excited to be bringing you this interview I did with a dear friend of mine. She's going to tell you a little bit about some of her businesses and things, but I just wanted to let you know that we did this interview. The time of the recording was before the stay-at-home order and before any of that happened, so there is some talk of our children playing together in the room. Yeah, we did this interview a while ago, but this is just the first chance I had to post it. So I'm really excited just because of the time and her having to close her businesses, her one of her businesses down during the stay-at-home order. Think about maybe uh, she has a horsemanship business. She gives uh, lessons and things like that. So maybe think about supporting her business in this time, maybe liking her page and things like that you can do even though her business is closed. So I hope you enjoy the interview. Really interesting things. Um, my, without further ado, here we go. This is Rachel and Natalie and we are the sisters that bring you Insta Mamas, the podcast where we talk everything from foster care to adoption to healthy, clean living, motherhood and everything in between. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Insta Mamas. So I am really excited because I am interviewing a dear friend of mine who is an amazing mother. She has five kids. She's a boss babe. She um, <laughs> is amazing homeschool mom. Uh, she has her kids outside working with horses all the time and just has such a cool uh, outlook on parenting. Just having five kids, I can't even imagine. So I'm gonna let her introduce herself in a minute. Um, just wanted to say, just a dear friend of mine for, gosh, over 10 years it's now, been a probably. a long time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we met each other in college, so. Anyways, this is Brittany. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family? And Hi, everybody. Yeah. So, my name is Brittany, and I am a 31-year-old native to Idaho. Lived here my whole life, and, um... I married my husband almost 12 years ago now. Wow, I that's know. amazing. <laughs> my oldest child is 10, and I just can't even get over the fact that I have a kid in double digits. Like, that is just crazy. We didn't set out to, we didn't plan to have a big family, mm -hmm. um, but God had amazing plans for us <laughs> and said, well, you need this child, and then you need this child. And a lot of people looked at us like we were super crazy, um, but... Uh, and I have a lot of people that ask me, well, how do you handle it? And I always tell them, I don't know any different. Like, <laughs> I, you just take one child at a time, and you learn a new routine, and you go from there, and it's amazing. Yeah. Were you guys pretty young when you got married? We were. We were pretty young. Um, I was actually 19, and he was 20. Wow. Um, on our wedding day, yeah. We were super young. Because I thought we were young. I was 22. I just turned 22. And Zach is 23, so we're a year different. But yeah. Yeah. So, oh, I can't. But it's cool because you guys are young and you, like, have all your kids. And it's crazy. I know. We we did want to have our kids young. We knew mm -hmm. that. Um, we had planned to wait till after college, but that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but we knew we wanted to be young parents because my husband is also very active and fit. And he wanted to be a young dad. He talked about, I want to be able to play with my kids. I yeah. want to get out and chase them around and fly kites and, you know, take them on bike rides and do those things without feeling like, I can't keep up. So it was kind of a plan to start young. That's cool. One, just so you guys know, um, if you hear some background noise, her five kids are in the other room with my <laughs> little gal. And so it's amazing how quiet it is. But if you hear 
toys and stuff, that's what's going on. But yeah. we figure if you're listening to a mom podcast, you should be okay with child noises sometimes. So <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, you were talking about how you guys are pretty active. Talk about that a little bit. What do you guys do to stay active as a family? Um, as a family, right now, we've been doing um, Spartan races. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of training that goes into that ahead of time. So Spartan races are a mud obstacle course race. Oh, that's um, so cool. <laughs> my husband had told me, he's like, I, to just go run miles on end on pavement is boring. But yeah. when you throw in the mud and you throw in these walls and, you know, you got to go carry a bucket or you got to flip a tire or throw a spear, it, it makes it really interesting because you're really only running about a quarter of a mile or half a mile at the most to your next obstacle. So mm-hmm. that's like way more doable mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, we started Spartan racing five years ago. And my husband got into it and just loved it so much. And he he did karate for quite a few years before um, mm-hmm. the Spartan racing kind of became a thing for us. And the kids had gone to some uh, karate classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when we found Spartan, I think a lot of it is just when you model stuff like that for your kids, your kids get involved with you. Like they want to mm-hmm. do what you're doing. So, so you do them too? I do them too. Yeah, yeah I do. Um, I'm not as like I'm not competitive, mm-hmm. but I one foot in front of the other, I get them done. I've completed ten Spartan races. Ten? Oh my gosh! Yep. You've had five kids and you've <laughs> done ten Spartan races. I have. Oh, you guys gotta like go check out her page because the pictures are amazing. When you see how people look at the end of them, you're like, I can't believe you just did. I know a lot of people are really grossed out by like the mud and the stuff, but That's it's so it's really fun. fun when you cross the finish line and the feeling of like getting that medal is mm-hmm. that's what makes it worth it and it, it was motivating for me to be able to stay active after having the kids because mm-hmm. I did gain a lot of weight um, I'm not a big person I'm not tall but I was almost 200 pounds when oh, I birthed my fifth baby and in a short amount of time they're yeah. all in a seven year like we got married and then seven years later my number five baby was born on that's our anniversary crazy. So completely natural. Mm-hmm. Um, she, but she decided to come on our anniversary, so that's kind of crazy. That's cool. Oh, that's cool. That's Oddity. probably a whole other <laughs> podcast. Is like how you decide to give birth to your children, right? And, oh my god, for sure. You can so, get do the kids that. do the Spartan stuff? I mean, they there's... do. They do. Yeah, Spartan offers um, races for kids age four through um, thirteen. When you hit thirteen, then you are out on the main course with the adults. Um, but they do have kid level races. And so mm-hmm. our kids, because they see us, you know, working out and getting ready for these races, then they want to do it. So mm-hmm. we try, tried to accommodate that. We got a little tire for our kids and they flip tires and they've got a little short spear that they, they do spear throw. And mm-hmm. obviously they can't go run miles on end with us, mm-hmm. but we'll do, you know, we take turns. Like my husband will go run and I'll work with the kids on some steep things or I'll go run and, and he'll do short laps with the kids. So. Yeah. So you guys have a little bit of land that you're able to mm-hmm. do do you want to talk about kind of um I mean you don't like quite live in the country but I mean yeah we're kind of in an in-between yeah um, you're like a little farm we have we have a one and a half acre place that we just bought less than two years ago in Middleton and that um allows us enough space to have a couple horses and we've got some chickens and a dog and cats and a big dog before that we actually had a little more space we had about three acres when Mm -hmm. we lived in parma Mm -hmm. and a lot of farm roads so Mm -hmm. that really lent itself to the running Mm -hmm. and the spartaning and the kids could go out on the farm roads with us and it was pretty um, safe it's pretty safe yeah Mm -hmm. right now we're doing a more right on our property Mm -hmm. um, and we could bike ride we have a nice little neighborhood that has like a one mile loop 
in it. Oh, cool. And all the neighbors are super cool, and they love seeing us out with our kids. And we do get a lot of comments about how we have our kids being active with us. All of the kids can ride a bike and can ride at least two Even miles. Even the four-year-old? Even the four-year-old rides wow. a bike, yeah. That's good. That's so, so cool. Yeah. So um, do the kids help with chores around the, the homestead, I They guess? do. They do, yeah. Um, the kids can, all the kids know how to feed the chickens. That's mm-hmm. a pretty easy one. They love to look for eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's super fun. It's like Christmas every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they know how to feed the dog, put the, take care of the dog. And my, my older kids know how to feed the horses and mm-hmm. help me with, you know, like fill in the water tanks and stuff like that. So there's a little bit of an element of danger. I have to be careful, right? Like the little mm-hmm. ones can't go in with the horses unsupervised. Yeah. But I can actually, at this point with my oldest, I can send her out and say, hey, go feed the horses. I'm running later. I got to cook dinner or whatever, and she can go out and handle chores. So. See, that's amazing to me because, you know, my daughter's three, so I'm like, and obviously everyone's like thinking about the future and they look right. at other women and how they do it. But, you know, I like think that a lot of our kids, especially like our city kids, they don't know how to do stuff and mm-hmm. they, they just rely, you know, it's, I don't want to say this in a nice way, but it's like so much screen time and so much being inside and like I, I notice it seems like kids that have more responsibility and have more outside time that they tend to be just more grounded in general I don't know can you speak to that at all um I think I've seen that be true I know for us we've tried to limit the amount of screen time we we don't have well we have one phone between us which is also an oddity like mm-hmm. we share a phone mm-hmm. so that's different um, we don't have iPads and like we have one iPad that the household shares mm-hmm. and my my kids know like they can use it for educational purposes so like my daughter has taught herself how to knit and crochet what and she does all these That's projects cool. and it's amazing and she has a friend that got her started and then she taught herself on YouTube she can look up tutorials and follow them and so she knows that she can use that piece of equipment as a tool mm-hmm. for that educational purpose but we don't just spend hours and hours playing games we we actually play board games together we go outside together um, and again for me I think a lot of it is modeling mm-hmm. um, and just involving your kids and taking the time and slowing down a little bit and saying hey come join me to go do chores which is hard to do it's super way easier to just go do it myself and let them sit on the computer or in mm-hmm. front of a movie and it don't get me faster, wrong yeah. I do it like my kids do watch movies mm-hmm. it's not that we never have screen time but I think that we have somehow found a balance yeah I feel like that's something I struggle with is I spend a lot of time on my phone and so and you know I'll be justifying it's like you know even like reading my bible on my phone and a friend of mine's like well what does your daughter see when she looks at you on your phone she doesn't know you're on your bible she doesn't know you're reading a book and so like I've been even challenging myself to get a book out get my actual physical bible it's sometimes it's more convenient to just grab my phone um but yeah, I'm, that's something I'm thinking about as a mom. Like, what does TV look like for us? And, and you know, we don't have cable or anything. It's, like, so expensive. But Oh, yeah, no, we I don't mean, have any TV service in our house either. We just rely on movies, movies. a DVD player. And just, yeah. like, I know, and I, okay, people on this podcast are going to call me the library lady, but, <laughs> like, anytime I rely on the library so much, but I even used to buy a lot of DVDs and okay, stuff. Okay, yeah. But now I'm like, I don't need to buy them. Like, you watch a DVD. Go to the library. Like, yeah. one time. You know, kids will watch them over and over again. But 
Yeah, that's something I'm trying to figure out what our balance as a family is. You know, my daughter's three and she'll watch like 10 minutes of television and then get like bored or whatever. Sure. But yeah, so no, that's pretty cool. I, I, I love to hear different people's perspectives. So um, let's go back to when you were talking about danger a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think that's another thing the modern mom really struggles with is we want our kids to be resilient and brave. And, but then I'm like terrified of my kid getting hurt. So how have you found a balance in like, you know, your, your, I want to call it a farm, you know, your little kind of in the country. Right. Life. Um, I think that for me, a lot of it is how I was raised. Mm -hmm. I was raised with a a lot of, um, you know, pick yourself back up, brush your knees off and and keep going. And so it's a little easier for me to be that kind of mom. That's kind of the mom I tend to be is like, let's just buck up and keep going. Um, and so I think my kids have learned how to be a little more resilient in that way, but it's true. There's, there's certain balances of danger that you have to really weigh, um, you know, for me, a lot of people are like, oh, don't all your kids ride horses? And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. actually, my four-year-old does not have the strength to deal with a thousand-pound animal. Like, to me, that's wow. just not safe. Mm-hmm. But my 10-year-old does, mm-hmm. and my 10-year-old has a certain common sense that kicks in. And so that then... And knowing your kids, too. And knowing like, your kids, some yeah. Some kids are more mature earlier and can be trusted to walk down the sure. street yeah. by themselves. Whereas another kid's like, oh, there's a butterfly in the road. I'm going to follow it. Right. Oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> that was like with my sister Rachel and I. Oh, she's gonna. She's not here, so I can talk about it. <laughs> um, she, she was that kid. She's older than me, but... Like, they would send us together because I'd be, like, the one who's, like, Rachel, you're going to get hurt. She would, like, walk into the road. And she she just didn't have the common sense where I was sure. the opposite of that, where I was maybe too careful. But so I think that another thing different. that really plays into it for me from my perspective is really clear boundaries in parenting. Mm-hmm. And I have taught my kids that when it's a safety issue, I will say no. But if it's, if it's not, if I don't feel like it's a safety issue, I try to say yes as often as I can. That's really good advice. And so then when my kids hear me say, no, don't do this, they know there's a reason for it. Mm-hmm. And they, I feel like that has uh, built a lot of respect. And so, for instance, my kids know where my horses are on our property. But there's a very clear boundary. You do not go into the pasture unless you've asked permission or if I'm there. Mm-hmm. And they respect that. And I trust that they're going to respect that. And they understand the reasons behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they also know that there would be pretty firm consequences if they broke that trust. Well, and I think it's cool, too, how you said the yes thing. Because I think moms, I feel like we say no 200 times a day. And are we just saying no because it's the easier thing? Mm-hmm. And I feel like mm-hmm. I've seen just with your parenting a lot, sometimes you choose to do You're like, well... Maybe I don't want to play a make-believe game right now, but I'm going to say yes. So when I need to say no, I've built that trust. Yeah. And they know. And oh, that's really cool. And if they ever did break that trust, it would take a long time to... And mm-hmm. you, yeah. Wow, that's yeah. really good it was, it was a piece of advice that was given to me by a dear friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was definitely the opposite of the way I was raised. Mm-hmm. I was definitely raised with a lot of, no, you can't do this. No, don't do that. You know, and... And so when she said that to me, at first I kind of wrestled with it. I was like, oh, but, like, you know. I'm you, the mom, I'm in charge. No, you got to, like, you got to <laughs> set some boundaries. And, and, yes, you need to set boundaries. But realizing which battles are worth picking so that when you have to pick a battle that says no, 
those kids really understand. And, and I have found that to be really true with my kids. Oh, that's so cool. And can I say, you guys, they're, the kids are playing so well. I keep looking <laughs> like waiting for like my kid to have a tantrum or something. But no, they're, they're doing great. Yeah, oh, that, that makes my heart so happy. Well, so we've talked a little bit about home life. Um, let's talk about homeschooling a little bit. What yeah. does like a daily, a day in the life of your family kind of look like? for homeschooling and our our daily life is um very difficult to nail down to be honest with you um we we are very flexible Mm -hmm. um so my kids have my husband teaches my children to read that's his like amazing superhero power that's so cool uh i i admit i don't have the patience for it like with my first child i tried and i started and i was just like pulling my hair out like I was so frustrated and I was like now I know why people send their kids to school and I I don't mean that to be mean but like it was hard Mm -hmm. and I think like I want to break that stereotype of like oh you're just so amazing with kids and you're so patient and you're so this and you must love kids because you homeschool and you have five kids and it's like I'm actually not that person don't don't get me wrong so Mm -hmm. my husband teaches them to read then once they can read they get self-directed workbooks Mm -hmm. and they know that they have to do a certain amount of work maybe it's three pages or five pages depending on the kid and the subject and they do their work Mm -hmm. on their own and I don't stand over them and supervise and I don't I don't actually actively teach I have them learn to read and then they learn to teach themselves Mm -hmm. which is a personal value for our family we just feel like that is super important that um, they know how to learn I mean, you're there as, like, a resource to help if they need it, Exactly. Obviously. You don't just, like, buy kids and go shopping, do your Exactly. Homework. Exactly. Yeah. I'm in the house, and mm-hmm. they can always come to me. They, mm-hmm. I don't ever want them to feel like they can't come to me with questions. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, sometimes I will actually, my direction to them is read the directions again. Mm-hmm. Read a little more carefully. Mm-hmm. Work this problem out on your own. Mm-hmm. I'll work this out with you but I'm I'm trying to empower them I want to raise kids that are self-sufficient and ready to take on this world mm-hmm. not just ones that are fully reliant on me <laughs> yeah no and I mean honestly if you think about the work world if that's how I mean we're preparing them to be more than just people who work but right. in the work world it's not looking like where you sit down and quietly work and I, I mean you have to be able to solve you don't just have someone tell you what to do you have to be able to solve problems yeah you know and I think a lot of kids because I was a public school teacher you know and I think the kids just wanted everything gimme 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 spoon feed me spoon feed right. me right and I was like you guys that's not how it's gonna be I was like even my job which has been a job forever I have to problem solve. I have to figure out things, right. you know. And if you are do something like where you have to be creative, in any, which every job requires that, you need to be able. You can't just go to your boss every time you need something and say, right. "Tell me what to do." Tell. So I think that's amazing. Well, and it's not like homeschooling. Does it end like when they're done with their workbooks? No, homeschooling is a lifestyle for us, mm-hmm. um, and we we tell our kids this all the time too. Your school and your learning, it's all the time, every day. And I'll, I'll point out to them when I learn something new. I'll be like, oh, I didn't know this. I just learned something, and that's amazing. So I think... Um, like, mom can learn stuff? What? Teaching them a love of learning. Oh, cool. And, cool. and doing that all day, every day. Like, for instance, one mm-hmm. day we were driving in the car, mm-hmm. and we saw this beautiful rainbow. Mm-hmm. And my, my one daughter said, mom, what makes a rainbow? 
And so I, and I didn't have like all the details perfectly, but I had, a, you know, the, the light comes through the raindrops and refracts and that's what gives it the, the colors in the sky. Mm-hmm. And so over there it's raining, even though over here it's not. And that's why we can see like the light shining through and boom, homeschool lesson on lights and weather patterns and all these things Science. in the car while we were driving. I don't even remember where we were driving, but mm-hmm. that story always stands out to me as like, that's, that's what so homeschooling cool. looks like to me. One, if they ever, like if the rainbow really touches them and they want to learn more, they can always go and read more about exactly. it or, or look it up or whatever. That's, that's really cool. Um, yeah, I, I have a lot of friends that went to homeschool and I was a teacher for a long time, so I go back and forth, but it's, I had a friend who, um, she like, she's like, when we go to the bank, I have my older kids calculate things and, right. and look, I show them the checkbook and I know some people are like, the kids can't see the checkbook, but it's whatever your family value is. There's ways know. to teach math yeah. in way, like I do groceries. Oh Yeah. My kids, you know, let, how much does that cost? How much is the tax? And how much is our total going to be? And so, boom, yeah. we're doing math. We're also doing life. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's crazy, too, because, you know, they do that class in middle school where the kids have to, like, get married and have an apartment and right. pay their bills. Well, you're already teaching your kids before, you know, long before that age. Like, you know, this milk didn't just show up in your fridge. It costs, you know, your dad had to work and your right. mom had to go pick right. it up. And, and you know, and it, it connects so much stuff. It does. Mm-hmm. Well, it speaking does. of work, and I just wanted to talk, you um, you have a couple businesses you do, and do you want to just chat about that? Yeah, I'd love we'll to chat about that. in the description so you guys can go check out her pages. But yeah, yeah tell us. So um, I'm going to start with the posh business because mm-hmm. that one is a little bit... Um, Less complicated, I okay. think. <laughs> so I have a, I'm a consultant for a, a brand that I really love called Perfectly Posh, and it's naturally based skincare and pampering. So bath bombs and sugar scrubs and face masks and all those awesome things. And I just really fell in love with the brand and decided to rep it. And I've been repping that company for four and a half years now. Four years? Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. I love the so, stuff. I, it's all natural. Was A lot of it's vegan. And yeah, a lot of it's vegan. And- yep. Yeah, yeah so. and it's all made in the USA, which I Gorgeous love. Um, so that's kind of what I consider my side hustle, mm-hmm. and I do it real casually. And one of my big one of my big things is yes, I'm in a direct sales, but I am not gonna direct message people. I'm not gonna be that girl that just pushes and pushes and is like annoying. Like I want to be able to do this with a little more integrity than some people. Sorry, that's my daughter. That's all right. <laughs> But, um, yeah, you can keep going. So then my other business is, uh, my main business is I am a horsemanship coach. So I have had horses since the time I was 10, and now I'm to a place where I have enough knowledge to start sharing that with others. And so I teach riding lessons to little girls, and I help women who have their own horses. I help women who have always wanted to learn to ride, and they come to me, and, or some of the kids come and ride my horses because I live close enough to the city where a lot of kids can't have horses, mm-hmm. and I have a little piece of property, so then they can afford to come and ride with me. But it's not like two hours away from the city, so exactly. it's kind of this nice in-between. Yeah, the move to Middleton was really big for our business, mm-hmm. um, and I've just been so thankful. I've seen God bless and bless and bless. Every time I've been involved with horses, 
God just seems to show up in a really big way. Mm -hmm. And so um, I was actually just talking to my husband about it this morning and listing off some of the blessings that have come every time that I've focused on my horse stuff. And, and he was like, yeah, I can't, I can't disagree with you. It just seems like that is where you are supposed to be. Mm -hmm. I'm very thankful that I love my job so Mm -hmm. much. Well, and wasn't that kind of your dream for a while? You weren't able to have horses Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, you know, just kind of part of your your dream for your life in general to have horses. Yeah, yeah, because I grew up from the time I was nine, I had been riding and up until I got married, I had my own horses and I was, I did rodeo and I did 4-H and I was very, very heavily involved in that. And then um, through some circumstances, I ended up completely horseless over the course of like three, three to four years. And that was a really hard time for me. It was really difficult to kind of see my life shifting in a different direction. And I really struggled. And I think that God was growing me in a lot of ways through that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it has always been a passion in the back of my mind. Like, I can't wait till I have have a horse again. And I can't wait till I'm back to teaching and back to doing that. And my husband now says, you're just more yourself when you've been out with your horse. (laughs) That's so cool that your husband can recognize that. Because I think sometimes our husbands just see us doing the mom thing. And they're like, oh, yeah. And, And when they see that we are moms but we are also human beings and women that have passions. Yes. You know, that is a a big thing. Like, how does that fit in with being a mom? And maybe you can speak to that a little bit because, you know, I have wanted, you know, I'm a very new mom, like seven weeks, you guys. So I'm not talking (laughs) like I know everything or anything, but, um, you know, I'm trying to fit in, like, you know, I have like a passion for writing and a passion, you know, for this podcast. We want to keep it going. Yeah. Um, But... Like, how do you balance your creative and your your need for a passion, but also taking care of your kids? And, I mean, you're, um, you do so much for them. So how can you talk to that a little bit? Sure. Um, I think a lot of it for me is recognizing that I'm actually a better mom when I feed uh, my, my passion, at least a little bit. I'm, and I'm not saying, you know, you have to schedule out two hours every day to do your passion Mm -hmm. but I do think that like my husband said I am more myself when I have been out with my horse even if it's only once a week Mm -hmm. and so I think that it's real important for moms to learn to remember that they are people outside of just the mom title like mom title is amazing but it's not everything about you and you need to try and remember that, you know, God made you with passions and God made you with all these desires and you can balance those things and it it might take some adjustment, but I think it's an important thing to, to remember too, that the goal, at least in my mind, the goal is to raise my kids to launch into this world. What am I going to have left if I've hung everything on being a mom? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think that empty nest syndrome is a little bit sometimes a symptom of having hung all of your hopes and dreams on those children and then when they're gone oh my goodness you're still a person but you haven't cultivated anything outside of your children and then you feel really empty and sad and I never thought about it that way I I think that that moms can find keep that passion through their raising their kids and I think that that's really good for kids to see you being an individual too yeah you want your kids if if you had to ask them and say like who is mommy what does she like what is and I think it'd be hard for some kids you know because they'd be like 
you know, what? Right. <laughs> but I think it's really cool to, fi- yeah, and find that balance and find what makes you happy and what makes you joyful. And then your kids, obviously, are kind of catching that passion and, right. and into it, too. Like, it's not like you just go and be by yourself with the horses. I mean, it right. seems like your kids are a part of that. And seeing that you work hard and you contribute to the family. Great. But um, maybe since we have a little bit of time here, is there anything about being a mom that, like, has really shocked you or made you (laughs) upset you or was really funny or just shocking mother story? Embarrass your kid. Mm, Embarrass my kid. (laughs) Let's see. Um... Actually, one of my favorite funny stories that's a little bit embarrassing, one of my daughters was, I think she was probably five or six at the time, and we were sitting around playing a game, and it was no big deal, and my husband asked my daughter, um, what do you want to be when you grow up? And, and she goes, well, I want to be like mommy. And, and we kind of laughed. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's sweet. That, that's cute. And she goes, I want to have ruffles just like mommy. And she put her hand on her chest. <laughs> and, and we kind of stopped and looked at her. And we're like, what are you doing? And she goes, well, your ruffles, mommy. And she puts her hand on my chest. And I had this shirt on that had like this ruffly pattern right down my chest. But it was so adorable. She's like, your ruffles. I want ruffles like you when, you, when I'm big. <laughs> And I'm pretty certain she was talking about my shirt, but in my husband and I's mind, it was so adorable. Like she wanted to be like a grown-up mom when Aww. she got bigger, and oh, it was just adorable. Like it was oh so funny. Gosh. So that's one story that we've always talked about: is to have ruffles like mommy. Oh, that's so funny. Oh my god, it was pretty adorable. That's so sweet. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, also, I mean, we've talked a lot about um, all the excite, like you guys do and have a lot going on in your life if let's say there's a mom listening who's just like I can't do it any like there's just too much stuff I'm so overwhelmed I feel like there's so much expectation with you know I see all these women online and they seem to be doing so well and they Mm -hmm. seem to have it all together like what about me who like my kids still in their pajamas it's one o'clock and she had like a donut and that's all today you know right what would you say to that mom um, to that mom, I would say that try to remember that Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest are a snapshot of somebody's life. Um, to a lot of people, I have a lot of stuff, like I have my stuff together, but we don't get up out of bed until like eight o'clock, eight thirty. We don't have breakfast until nine o'clock in our house. Mm-hmm. I mean... A lot of people are like, oh, you must be like up at the crack of dawn and feeding these horses and doing all this stuff. And I'm like, no, not really. And there are days when I post on my Facebook, I'm like, look at this amazing thing that I accomplished. And there are other days when I hardly post on Facebook because I've had a really hard day and maybe I have sat on the couch and watched a movie, you know? You don't want to share that. I don't want to share that with people. So really remember that Facebook and Instagram, as amazing as they are and as inspiring as they can be, they're only a snapshot of somebody's life. And then the other thing that I really encourage people to do, moms especially, is it takes a little bit extra time when you're first starting this, but the payoff is so great. Involve your kids in the chores Hmm. and have them understand what it takes to run a family. I could not do what I do 
with my businesses and my homeschooling and my kids and my active life if the kids weren't a team with me on laundry and dishes Mm -hmm. and you know the different chores that happen around the house and and the kids understand that and they really I I have found my kids at least they've really they thrive on that. They feel a sense of responsibility. And, they're part of this and they family. Feel yeah. the, they feel a part of it, and they feel powerful and strong when they realize that they're actually supporting me in what I'm doing just as much as I support them in doing the things they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, they really feed back into that. And so, you know, this is a little secret. I don't tell everybody, but I haven't done laundry in years. <gasps> oh, my. Teach me your ways. Right? <laughs> when my oldest was about four or four to five I taught her how to put the laundry in a front loading washing machine I have a front loading washing and dryer machine and she knows how to put the laundry in and now she knows how to rotate it over to the dryer and then they fold and put their own clothes away all I do is put the soap in because that can be a little messy sometimes right Mm -hmm. so that's amazing for years I have not done laundry like they run that laundry for us and then they understand when they come and they're like well I don't have clothes Oh well, you why don't, don't have a like, maid called Why mommy. don't you have clothes? Well, we didn't do the laundry this week. Well, okay, but mommy can't do everything right, and they're like, oh yeah, okay. And so, kind of giving them some of that responsibility and that ownership of the family unit—that's amazing. Was really, I think that's how we get done everything that we get done. But it's hard when they're little, huh? It's hard when they're little. It but takes it's an extra time. Mm-hmm. It's it's extra effort to slow down a little bit and go. Okay, I might not get everything done today if I take the time to teach my kid how to do the laundry, but I om- maybe I only have to slow down five or six times, and then all of a sudden the kid knows how to do it, and then that frees you up. And then yeah. it, it teaches the child so many amazing skills. Well, you probably remember when we were in college, I was so surprised. Our church actually did like a life skills class yeah. for the college students, because, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be like you know, hard stuff. And it was like, this is how you sweep a floor. This is how you do the, I'm like, people get to college and don't know how to sweep a floor. Like, right? oh my gosh. Well, yeah. anyways, we're getting down to the end of our time here. And I just want to thank Brittany again. Thank you for, so much for having me. This was so fun. Oh my gosh. I, I really appreciate I love it. We're going to have to have you and your kids over more often. That would be great. They were playing so well with Serby and oh my gosh. So, um, yeah, we are just, uh, Thank you so much You're for being welcome. here. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. It was your so life, fun. Your life secrets. Like, <laughs> okay, so now I can tell my husband we can have four more kids. And if, there you go. If you can do it. <laughs> but um, I just want to say thank you guys for listening. Uh, and if you want to follow kind of our uh, um, Instagram, again, that's Natalie underscore Clean Living 1990. And um, thanks for listening and have a good one. <laughs>